Welcome to episode 6 of the FitSess podcast guys. Today we have Luca Barron talking all things training. Um, Luca is a paramedic. We don't just talk training, we talk a lot about donuts, uh, lifestyle and balance. Um, Luca is a fantastic example of this and the reason I asked him to come on the podcast is because he's a little bit different to all the other guests we've had. Um, and I thought it was a very, very good time to bring on a paramedic and get his view of the whole COVID-19. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to the FitSess Podcast. Today we have Luca Barron, guys, and I've asked him to come on because he has a fantastic balance with his fitness, health, training, nutrition, and obviously has a very... Uh, demanding job he's a paramedic and i love his approach and i just thought i'd get him on to talk about it so welcome luca and uh, tell us a little bit about your fitness history yeah hi guys um well um my fitness history <laughs> so um mainly started with cycling got in keen cycling uh, i used to work in a pub back in preston so i used to cycle to work rather than catch the bus at that time i didn't drive I was a bit lazy with my driving but I was cycling um 12 miles a day to and from work um five days a week um and then on the two days off I had I'd probably go off and do a 60 mile bike ride when I got into it so obviously I built up yeah. um so I think I was doing in excess of like oh god uh, I worked out once like 100 and something miles a week wow um and that was my main form of fitness, really, just cycling, cycling, cycling. I never bothered with the gym because I thought, if I'm cycling, I'm getting fit. And I was, I felt it. Then what's the point in paying out for the, the gym? Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, I thought to myself, okay, I'm working all the bottom off and I'm getting my cardio up, but my, my top off was like really weedy. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> okay, so maybe, maybe I could do weights, but I never did. I just cycled, cycled, cycled. I did do a bit of swimming here and there, but it was mainly just the cycling. So like obviously you've tried a little bit of resistance training like in the gym and you've tried a little bit of swimming. Why didn't you stick to those? Uh, I Would you say like you were grasped by cycling more, you enjoyed it or like what? Well, I used to swim, like before I started cycling in 2012, I used to swim a lot, like an awful lot um, because I caught the bus. So I'd finish work, catch the bus, go to, you know, Ford Ledger Centre at the time do an hour or so or I, I never really counted laps or anything i just, just go for an hour swim constantly and again i think that's sort of what started it off swimming and and then going on to the cycling just to to commute to work and stuff um and i think I, I fell out of the swimming just purely because um it was just a ball ache you know having my swimming kit on my bike getting there um, and then getting home again. And it was just easier to cycle to and from work. And, and I guess I, 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 when I moved from Preston, I did pick swimming up again. Um, you know, I used to cycle to the swimming pool in Shrewsbury. Um, so I did a bit of both. Um, and then we left Shrewsbury to go to Burton. There wasn't a swimming pool. Uh, and then it just came down to a cost thing. Um, I, you know, memberships and stuff are so expensive. So I was like, if there's something I can do like cycling, which is expensive in its, its own right to get the kit up. But once you're up and set, you know, you can just recycle all the stuff and it is actually cheap. Yeah. And that's kind of like why I didn't really stick at them. What sort of setup do you need to like start cycling then, would you say? Obviously a bike. Well, a bike. <laughs> um, it depends what you want. Like, um, I'm trying to think, what was my first bike? So I got a Specialized Elite um, 
it was, I think it was seven, I got it as an offer, it was like 750 at the time, yeah. but it, it should have been like 900. Um, you can get cheap bikes, you know, obviously if you go Halfords, they have their own brands and stuff and you can into it like a Carrera from Halfords or something. We'll just get you going. Yeah. And then it kind of like is what you want because, you know, obviously there's loads of different specific bikes at the moment, you know, and it's changed a lot. You've got gravel, hybrids, cyclocross, road bikes, mountain bikes. Nice. And like, I think if, like I did road, everyone goes like, <laughs> I remember once someone said to me, how can you ride that bike? That saddle looks like torture. And, you know, and they aren't comfortable. And the first few rides, your bum does hurt a little bit, you know, your seat bones and stuff around there. But as you get into it, it's fine. And then, you know, it's all about the clothing and it depends what you want because like with the road bikes, it's like uh, padded stuff. Yeah. Uh, so like padded shorts. Um, and then it just depends, like, do you want the jerseys? And, and there's, a, there's a whole sort of stuff. It, it can get expensive. Yeah. Um, but I've built mine up over time and I've got some kit. I, I'm ashamed to say that I've had probably since I started cycling, um, sort of in 2012, I've still got that kit. It is wearing a bit thin and I have replaced it. But, you know, if you do buy quality, it lasts. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Like I, I actually did take up cycling. I think it was 2014 and just I broke my back powerlifting so I was like getting back to kind of like running and walking and you know doing those bits and bats and one of my friends did his dad did an Ironman and he was like helping him train with it and we were both we used to go to the gym together quite a lot and I uh, I remember we he gave me like his dad had like a training bike and then he was getting a new training bike so he gave me his old one and I started doing bits and bats and then he asked me uh, they lived in Nantwich and they asked me did I want to do a sprint triathlon with him and I was like yeah why not like, I did a little bit of swimming I'd always been running uh, and it was quite fun, but yeah, I, I only did, I did that sprint triathlon and a couple of weeks later I did the Salford Keys one, which I really didn't enjoy swimming in the uh, Keys. So yeah, and then that was it. I never did it again. And the only reason I stopped cycling was because I put my bike outside the Tesco in, not Tesco, Morrison's in Preston and it got stolen. But yeah, I mean, the kit was like, actually, like, I got it all secondhand. Like I got secondhand cleats, like secondhand helmet, like it was all fine. And it was really good fun. And I, like you said, though, it was a good way of getting fit. And I used to cycle to the gym. Uh, but I remember doing the sprint triathlons. You had to buy like those suits. And I looked like an absolute idiot. You know, like the shorts where you have like the, yeah. looks like a leotard kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, it, yeah I look ridiculous. But I still have it now. And like, uh, I found it like a few months ago and like, I remember like Steph was like put it on let's see if it fits you it doesn't fit me like definitely lost a lot of weight cycling so yeah it was a uh, it's good fun but um talk us through like how you eat and your nutrition because I see a lot of donuts on your Instagram story <laughs> yeah man um mm-hmm. I have a sweet tooth. I ain't going to deny it. Like it's an insatiable sweet tooth. Me and me and my wife, Jen are, are just as bad as each other. We love sweet stuff. And you're right. Yeah. My Instagram is full of donuts. <laughs> um, there is a, there is a shop in, um, in Leicester called donuts. Um, and they make the most amazing donuts and, and they're like fresh. And, you know, if you have like theirs and then like a Krispy Kreme, you notice the difference. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I have to stop myself going in there. Like, but it's not that it can be anything. Like when I was in Shrewsbury, there was a, um, like a bar that did milkshakes and, um, they did like, they started new ones called cake shakes and it was like big milkshake with like a brownie on top or, uh, like a massive meringue or a slice of cake. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, yeah, I'll, I'll just try anything, anything sweet. 
like and and to be honest like i know obviously there's the chocolate bars and stuff like that but i'd much rather try and stay away from that because it's so easy to just get a chocolate bar and then just be like right okay i'll go and get like the donut so you'd rather go extreme yeah 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 exactly because it's it you you know that sort of stuff is is expensive it per se like so this i mean it's like three pound fifty for um what is it no it's like 250 for just one donut but they're massive and it's worth it and i'm happy to pay that whereas some people might go oh no i'm not so i try and in my head use it as an excuse to say right okay i'll stay away from the chocolate bars because i know in a couple of days or whatever on my next rest days i'll just go donuts and get a donut i mean i don't i don't just eat sugar i'm not like 90 percent. <laughs> no i do know that so <laughs> i bring the donuts up because they look amazing like they look like they're completely different like they look handcrafted like there's all yeah. the different toppings on them like it, it, they do look crazy like i've never seen donuts like that personally yeah and um, it's kind of like you see them on like american youtubers usually um yeah, so like yeah. what what's your best donut then what's the best one um oh they did an apple churro one so it's wow. like they hollow out the center hmm. and then they put like um just like a apple just apple mix in the center and then it's glazed and then cinnamon like icing like squirted over the top yeah. but they do all sorts man like that's probably my favorite, but it's like a, it's not a fixture one. It's, um, it's not permanently on the menu because they have the permanent special. menu ones. Yeah. And then every week they rotate in special ones. They did a, oh, what was it called? A cronut. <laughs> so it's like a croissant donut wow. with Nutella running all the way through it. I had that one and I was like, man, I liked it, but I couldn't finish it. Like I finished it, don't get me wrong, but I felt very sick after it. And I just felt like once I'd eaten it, I just felt it all just sitting there like, oh, instantly I've got fat. <laughs> like I could just feel it. Um, but no, man, they, they do do loads and it's it's pretty cool. So if you ever get up Leicester, Nottingham Way, um, or I think they've got a new shop in Lincoln. So if, you ever, if you're around those areas, pop in, it's worth it. Definitely give it a try. This that the uh, Nutella croissant one sounds like the ones in Powell, you know, from the bread shop. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> they sound similar to them. How do you balance like your food and fitness? Then, like, do you have a split regime? Like, do you have a structure or anything like that? Nah, <laughs> nah. It's just you try and just... cycle like X amount of miles a week or X amount of days. Um. Well, obviously, with the lockdown and stuff, you know, I don't want to be one of these people that sort of breaks the guidelines i know we can do one form of exercise like a day and stuff but i just stick to my 10 miles i'm, I'm trying to build up again to my on my cycling to get the mileage up um, maybe just once a week uh do a big ride but i don't think i'm there yet now i'm finding 10 miles easier now so i feel like I, I can branch out to the 20 but you know we've just settled in leicester and i'm i'm still trying to learn my area and it is all sort of fast roads and I'm in a few cycling groups on Facebook and it does seem since 2012 that like th- there is a higher incident of intolerance towards cyclists and that puts me off a little bit. Um, it kind of like my motivation for going out cycling is waning a little bit because, you know, I'm getting on a little bit, you know, I do want kids and I don't want to accidentally be it by a car and that's it. Do you know what I mean? And and so com- if I compare the areas that I've lived in to Preston, I definitely felt spoiled. I thought I could move anywhere in the country and cycle and it would be fine. And I just don't have the confidence that some other people around this area probably do have. Whereas in Preston, I knew my routes and you could go up the Trafford Boland, you can go 
Ribble Valley. You know, once you get north of Preston, in between Preston and Lancaster, um, it's amazing. There's no one on the road. You may occasionally pass a car, and there's cyclists everywhere, really nice community feel. Whereas the cycle around here, and whether it's just my route, I don't know, but I, you, you hardly bump into anyone. Um, so, you know, I, I juggle cycling with, um, like, uh, Jen's got a subscription to Les Mills. So we do Les Mills On Demand. Um, nice. How do you find that? With, yeah, do you know what? It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like, um, I come downstairs, you know, the subscription isn't that much. Come downstairs, wake up, come downstairs, work out hour or 30 minutes, depending on what I'm doing. And then that's it, I'm done. I can go up, have a shower, eat, and I'm ready for the day. Whereas if it was the gym, it would be go to the gym, sort of mill about doing stuff, which really wasn't in, and then come home. And, you know, it could be like a five, five or ten minute journey to the gym. Then do your sort of hour or so and then a ten minute journey home. And that's like an hour and 20 minutes gotten already. Yeah. And so I think, again, that that's another reason why I sort of moved away from the gym. And, and also, the, like at the gym, I never really had a direction. I'd probably just go on the rower. I think a lot of it. people have that issue. And actually, we spoke mm. to your brother about it, Pietro. Um, like it. A lot of people don't have a direction or a plan or like how to use a lot of gym equipment. Like they don't know how to use it or they'll, they'll be conscious about, am I doing this wrong? And I think that is important. Like it's kind of get, if you are going to do some sort of resistance training, get a coach, but cycling is like, you can get a lot of advice online and mm. you can learn to cycle yourself. So I think it's very accessible. I think it's good. Same with swimming. Like you learn to swim. And once you can swim, you're ready to go. Like, and they're both very um, accessible. And then obviously like a little bit of running would be good as well. How do you balance, like, obviously you've got a high demand job as a paramedic, especially at this time, um, with like kind of eat, like eating, training, everything like that. Is it quite demanding? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I, I, like my rotor, I'm on relief, so I can do anything. And there's generally not a pattern. I'm lucky this month in May, I've got a nice pattern. So like uh, my next set of shifts and three on, four off, four on, three off, three on, four off. Yeah. So, you know, I can, I can then, I'll always have Monday to Wednesday this month off. So I can be like, right, Monday to Wednesday, I'll just fit some workouts in. And I'll just sort of like, as I said, I do Les Mills and, um, and I'll do a different workout and then cycle once a week. So that'll be it. I'll probably do two workouts a week. I, I've never really, I don't like being tired going on shifts. So I never work out before work. Like um, my mate, he he does permanent 10 eights and he'll get up in the morning, come downstairs, do a workout and go to work. I just, um, I like to be on my game and I just feel like if I work out and do too much and I'm tired of going to work, I, you know, I, I might, you know, I might miss something or, but that's just me. You no, know, to say it's different for everyone else. Yeah, I think um, everyone is personal. I think everyone needs their own personal structure and mm. personal plan. That's why it's interesting to like learn about yours and you obviously um, being a paramedic. But in terms of like, obviously, you see quite a lot of people um, and with health issues. How would you say like the UK health is at the moment? Oh, I know it's um, a tough one. Obviously, like lockdown aside, COVID aside, like would you say people are generally exercising more? Would you say people are generally healthy because? I read a study recently, I think it was like two weeks ago, I read this study, 81% of people who come to gyms um, are 25 and under, which I thought was amazing. Like I thought, I thought, no, that can't be right. Like, surely there's more than 20% of people that come to gyms are over the age of 25. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's a really hard one to answer um, because, 
we can go to all age ranges. Mm. So then it's like, you know, you could obviously take the 80, 80 year olds aside and stuff. I mean, I did go to one 80 year old and he was still doing all sorts of stuff. Like, so it can happen. Um, it's, it's really difficult. Um, I think generally people have all different sort of health conditions and, and their own little bits and bobs. Um, I know you you read it all the time, like they're saying we're generally getting unhealthier and, and people are suffering with more problems and diabetes becoming more prevalent and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I think like your approach obviously like helps, like is, is good. Like you, you eat donuts in moderation, you're still having that donut, but you're not eating chocolate bars as well. Uh, like you know you're having it in moderation i know like steph who works here he did his dissertation or was it his master's he did one of them either his master's or his dissertation in diabetic um like responses and he's got a client now who's like who his diabetes was so severe but he's brought it all the way down now and he manages it really well and i think it is manageable for a lot of people and i think obviously first of all obviously you want to not get diabetes but if you do get it like you want to be able to manage it um, and I don't think there is like a lot out there in terms of like, I don't think a lot of personal trainers know how to deal with that. Like if I had a client come to me about it, I actually would just say to them like, you know, you're probably better off with Steph because I don't know enough about it personally. Um, so like, do you get a lot of people that like, having problems with diabetes? Is diabetes a bigger problem now than it has than it has ever been? Yeah. Um, I, I can't. I mean, we... we 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 might do eight jobs in a shift. I mean, this was pre-COVID, um, but um, you might do eight jobs in a shift. And half of them might have diabetes, whether it's type one or type two. To be honest, the majority of the time, most of the patients have type two diabetes um, when they're on tablets or diet controlled. And, you know, um, when we do go to the diabetics, generally, I'm finding they don't manage it very well. Yeah. And and I think I feel like they've become diabetic because they haven't managed their lifestyle. But then even saying that, you go to diabetics and you say, Oh, you 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 know, how's you how are you balancing your diet? They're, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. And you just have a quick sneaky peek in the kitchen as you're leaving. Yeah. Cakes, sweets. Things. And this is what I see all the time. Like yeah. they're literally like, oh, it's they've been told it's okay to have this. Or the worst one is like they've read like a really poor quality newspaper that has a, that said like they've brought out a study that eating one cake a day is okay. And it's just so bad. Or like we've had some really, really horror stories where like, you know, the uh, shakes or like the smoothies and stuff like that. And then they're saying, oh yeah, they're really healthy. And then what they usually class them as nutritionalists, even though that isn't a word. Um, they'll basically call themselves a nutritionalist or some sort of doctor and then they'll go, yeah, yeah, you're okay to have these shakes. And then next thing, you know, they're having, a, you know, the diabetes is flaring up, and they're really, really bad. Um, and I, you know, I think that is a really, really big issue. To be fair, where a lot of these like supplement companies don't understand that they can't refer their product to a client with diabetes, or there isn't enough advice around diabetes, or they don't like people who have diabetes. I don't even think educate themselves well enough. So obviously it causes a lot of issues. I think for us in the fitness industry, like we'd love to be able to like have more control over it and like help a lot more people. But yeah, we just don't have the access. Like I remember doing GP referrals uh, for clients when we used to do them and I actually stopped doing them because we were getting people who actually didn't want to get better or didn't really care about the fitness mm -hmm. or the health. But you come in and they'll be like, oh no, I'm not really that bothered. Did you do your home exercises? No. 
like literally it was like one in 10 clients would do their home exercises it was so frustrating in the end i was just like i don't want to work with these people i want to work with people who are dedicated i mean i suppose you find that with like you know paramedics as well sometimes you'll get there and they might not want to have helped themselves or the, whatever they've done is through their own issue yeah i, I, I don't want to I, I do find sometimes people don't want to help themselves um or they want well they expect people to do things for them uh, you know I, I and and uh, and they don't i don't think they are balanced we don't we don't live in a, a healthy society i don't think you know no. like jen and i we try we try our best to, to 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 balance everything you know and i'll you know make sure i always take fruit to work you know i don't just rely on snacks and stuff like that because i do have snacks but it just gets you through um but i do have fruit as well do you know what i mean and i'll always yeah. have i think i always try to you've got to get that balance. I think you have a good mm-hmm. balance. Like you'll do a little bit of fitness. You'll have a little bit of a treat with your donuts and whatever else and sweet tooth. Like, But you'll also, you know, you through lockdown now, you must have a waning for fitness because you're getting up in the morning to do it. Otherwise you just wouldn't get up. And like I said, you've made that conscious effort to bring fruit to work with you or like eat proper meals and eat proper food. And I think, I think a lot of people don't do that. Um, and I think it would be important like if someone could just say, you know, take an onus on your fitness, on your health. Because at the start of the podcast, like before we even went um, live or recording, you were saying to me like, you know, you just have a good balance and like you just try, that's your approach. And I think that's a fantastic takeaway from today's podcast. Like if anyone's li- like listening and they want to take something away from it, it's just have a balance. Like you don't have to go to extreme. You don't have to go to a gym. Like we've had clients before come to us and they're like, yeah, I really enjoy my walking, but my husband said I need to uh, start going to the gym to like, I'm like, no, if you enjoy your walking, carry on walking, you know, like whatever is you find enjoyment. And I would say do that, you know, obviously clearly you find enjoyment out of your cycling, you know, do that, you know, keep practicing it, have a conscious, like make a conscious decision to try and be a little bit healthier is the first step. And it's probably one of the biggest steps. I think, yeah, if I was to add to that, I think I'd say like, it's so easy in the day and age we live in um, and the internet. And like, I think you, you mentioned it, like, all, all the advice online you know it's so easy to get wrapped up in it but I think you just gotta like do what's right for you as you were saying and then also just balance everything you know it, we're, we're, everyone is different and if there's one thing I've learned from this the job I do it is everyone's different and everyone reacts to things in such a different way and again because of the job I do I just I don't I try not to take life for granted I you know I say I try you know we do but I think that's why like I mean I've tried counting the calories and doing all that so just out of interest but I'm I just don't have the time or the effort to be honest I don't think a lot of people have time to track Mm -hmm. calories and I actually think like calorie tracking usually leads to like some sort of mental health issue where mm. like people get obsessed with it and I know I've been down that route in the past like it got to the stage where I was going out for a dinner like a meal out and I'd take my weighing scales in me and that's like it's just so extreme like you should no one should not enjoy their life like that I've had a client come to me um, before and he wasn't allowed to eat on his stag do on his friend's stag do I wasn't allowed to like drink, sorry. And like, he had to be conscious of what he had. Obviously he's allowed to eat. Um, but yeah, he had to be so conscious. I just thought, I thought this is one of your best friends, stag dudes. Like you would want to like, just go and enjoy it. Like what's that one week out of 52? And I just, and I really, really, it really winds me up in our industry that there's a lot of coaches who kind of like have that backwards thought or like still in the nineties where like, you know, you have to make your clients sick or you have to like go to extremes. You have to like, 
make sure you're doing this to your diet, make sure, you know, and the other thing is like, obviously there's loads of fad diets out there as well. They really wind me up or things like waist trainers and things like that. Like there's just a lot of rubbish out there. Um, and I, it really, really winds me up and uh, yeah, definitely could do a full podcast on that. But people just need to be mindful about how like how they are and what they're taking and who they're listening to. And, you know, balance is the key. I've, you know, I've many a time I've kind of like tipped the balancing scales completely wrong. Like I've overworked, I've overtrained, ended up getting injured. So I've learned the hard way or overworked and kind of like been exhausted and then you can't work. So it is finding that balance and just constant improvement and just trying to like find a structure that works for you. And, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with trying something new and then putting it into your structure. And if it doesn't work, just changing it, you know, too many people might like, I, I've had a client before who really, really didn't like training. And I just kept on saying to her, why on earth do you stick to this? Like do something you enjoy. If it's making you miserable, just don't come, you know, if it's making you miserable, eat like this, don't eat like that, you know, just change what you do. You know, you've got to be happy and you've got to enjoy what you're doing ultimately. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I I totally agree. And as I said, life's too short. You know, life's for living. Life is for living. And and I think, to be honest, I think just on that one, I think like I think people don't realise it until something actually happens to them. Uh, you know, whether something happens to a close family member or um, you know something like that, and they're like, oh, actually, do you know what? You know, don't don't get wrapped up in it. Don't get wrapped up in the thing because like you don't want to get to the end of your life. Or you don't want to get poorly or unwell and regret stuff and that's why i just do what i do i've had a, i've had a couple of clients through like lockdown and they're like oh my god i'm not i'm not like done this i've not been training this i'm like i'm like i mean you'll come out of lockdown and you'll still be fine you'll you know as long as you're healthy and happy you know i think you'll be okay like you'll get back into the gym it'll come back like i've got clients like oh my god i won't be able to lift what i used to lift i'm like on the grand scheme of things is that really that important that you won't be able to deadlift x amount of weight like just as long as you're happy and your family's healthy and you're healthy then that's got to be the key like uh some people take it too serious and too literal and i think I think, you know, this COVID thing and the lockdown, it can, you know, it can have some positives. Obviously, there's massive negatives, but it can have some positives in terms of it can reset some people's mindset, it can give them a bit of a mm. break. It can, you know, I think, it, you know, they are the positives that we can take away from it. People can have, like, press the reset button, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. How are you finding, uh, like, COVID and lockdown with your job and how do you think it will progress and pan out? Well, I don't know. Um <laughs> I think we're, we're in, we're in now. And, you know, based on what them saying and seeing the graphs and stuff, you know, we are on the other side. I must admit, you know, beginning of March, maybe. I'm just trying to think back. Uh, beginning of March, yeah. Work was like, you, you, you go into these people and it was the same thing all the time. I'm short of breath. I've got this cough. And, you know, you might do their observations and yeah, okay, they've got a temperature and they've got the cough and stuff. And you might, okay, right you know how long have you had it two days okay self-isolate another five days and if you don't get better call us back and then you started seeing a pattern like you know after seven days or so you know people were genuinely becoming poorly um they might look normal like they might look nothing wrong with them and then you do their observations and they're they're like their oxygen levels are dropping which obviously is dangerous but them sitting there and they're not even showing any detriment and you're like oh crap (laughs) and and it is it, from what I've noticed, I can't say it's hundred percent, but from what I've noticed, generally after that sort of seven days or so, they start to dip. Yeah. Um they might feel better 
and I know it's been in the newspaper, like if you can read articles and stuff, and that generally seems to be what the thing is. After seven days, they drop off. Um, it did reach a peak, you know, um, when I left my last hub and moved to my new one, um, a couple of people on, on my station, they literally, every job they were going to was poorly, poorly people with suspected coronavirus because obviously at that time they weren't tested as much as they are now. And like that, we can do six jobs a shift, six, seven jobs a shift. And, you know, they were saying the majority of them were, were poorly. It, you know, when I moved to my new hub, literally I was doing one job a shift yeah, one job within my first week, I was doing. I did four or five suspected COVID cases. I must admit, towards the end of April, it has tailed off. It does, you know, it does seem to have settled a little bit. Um, in terms of what happens going forward, I really no no one can say. I mean, we're going to have to get going again. Things yeah. are going to have to I think open. And obviously, it's good news that like it's settling down. And I think from our industry, it will be a revelation and a revolution kind of where I think bigger gyms will struggle to social distance they will have to have left members and things like that i think it'd be really crazy we're kind of we've already put a lot of a lot of thought into it and kind of like a lot of protocols already like we're gonna like set some like tape up where we're gonna have like certain barriers and stuff like that and um, we're gonna have to change our class structure but yeah i think everyone will have to adapt and i think it'll you know crazy times ahead but at least we're getting through it and hopefully um it carries on tailing off and we all get back to normal Luca, is there anything else you would like to say at the end of the podcast? Is there anything like you, anything else you'd like to recommend anywhere else um, for donuts <laughs> or sweet treats? Um, do you know what? I was trying to think. Well, the donuts has taken up like the. That's it. I can't remember what else I used to do. There was a. If you actually, if anyone by chance is living in the Shropshire area, so Shrewsbury and stuff, there's a dude called Mister T. And he does ice cream. And he's got his truck and he'll float around and he'll just serve up all sorts of ice cream treats. So if you go on Facebook and I can't remember what he's actually called, um, but it's Mr. T. Uh, I'll, T I'll put it in the show notes as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Mr. T. And if you're ever in the Shropshire area, he does venture sort of Kidderminster. I know he's around there, but if you're ever in that area, he, on Facebook, he'll post where he's going. Go over, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, what sort of ice cream does he do? Just out of curiosity, it's um, you know, soft scoop. Yeah, it's like um, that. so he does soft scoop, but it's like um, it doesn't. I don't know, like you know, Mister Whippy. It doesn't taste like that. It's not as sugary and like I don't know. Do like weird flavors and stuff like that. Yeah, no. So it's just it's just soft scoop. That's it. And then he might do it with he might pair it with a chocolate cake or some cookies or um, a waffle. And then he'll just do soft scoop on its own. And like I had one with Lucky Charms on it and like raspberry sauce. I've had the waffle with like um, Rolos and and it's just all sorts of combination of different stuff. Man, that guy was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I really I, I keep messaging, being like, "Come on, you got to come over to Leicester." <laughs> and he isn't coming. I just want ice cream. <laughs> thank you very much Luca for joining us and uh, if anyone wants to get involved in cycling um, obviously you can message Luca I'm sure he'll put you in contact with some good pages to follow if anyone wants donuts or sweet treats contact Luca and anything else training related or fitness related you can message the FitSess page thank you very much Luca for joining us today uh, no worries thanks for having me on